Exploring Spiritual Questions podcast. This is the sixth script of a series asking how we can link ourselves with love and light. One of the great questions of life. Hello, my name is Stephen Russell Lacey. Previously, I have looked at the Swedenborgian idea of the Lord as an image of universal love and light. Now, I compare this idea with Christian errors in the teaching of the mainstream churches. Sometimes, people yearn for God's help but do not ask for it because they believe they deserve only divine judgment. This is because they have picked up the idea of a judgmental deity for human sin. Now this orthodox line of Christian thought stems from Augustine and Martin Luther. Those thinkers had the notion of our essential sinfulness for which we should be ashamed and feel condemned. This idea of original sin is that humanity is basically evil since Adam's fall. So for them, God the Father seems like a rather punitive figure who wants retribution for the sinful actions of humankind. So God the Son gets punished in our place. Approaching God can thus be hindered by a sense of shame and fear. If you feel unworthy of God's love because of this Christian notion of sin, you may well be put off prayer. The Swedenborgian view is that, although it is true we have selfish tendencies, we need not beat ourselves up because of them. We also have good tendencies. What counts is what we do with these. William Bruce, a Swedenborgian, points out that there are many selfish suggestions and impure thoughts that intrude into our minds, perhaps from what we read or hear and see, and from what is already in the memory. Their entering the thought does not corrupt us. It gives us the opportunity of discovering their character, of ascertaining whether we like or dislike them, of knowing ourselves and exercising self-denial if we are disposed to do so. What really matters is the way we choose between them. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them, so the Gospel tells us. Feeling guilt-ridden self-abasement because of a sense of condemnation actually stops us being kind to ourselves. Even today, Many churchgoers feel guilty about self-kindness because they suppose this to be undeserved and somehow the opposite of loving the neighbour. However, 
if we can't be kind to ourselves, how can we possibly expect to feel we deserve help for our problems? When the Christian church was in its infancy, there had been no thought of three individual people in the deity. This was while the apostles lived and preached. They preached repentance throughout the world. Then, over the centuries, although proclaiming one God with their lips, for some Christians there were three gods in the thoughts of their mind, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Christian churches since the 6th century explicitly state three individuals of the, of the Trinity, and the vestige of this assumption still can be found today in the mainstream churches. However, when we think of an idea of the One, then we have an intuition of unity. I'm thinking of a unity of love and light. In other words, this is distinguishable oneness, an apparent paradox. The theologian John Hick says that the transcendent absolute, which cannot be put into words, is in some sense one. Similarly, basic to the philosophy of Plotinus and Neoplatonism, soul and intelligence come from the One. Hinduism is a polytheistic religion. Nevertheless, many Hindus accept that the individual divinities are expressions or representations of a single ultimate spiritual power. And the Islamic religion is particularly adamant about the oneness of Allah. Christian theologians themselves often admit they have found it impossible to come up with a persuasive and rational explanation for three divine beings, so they call this a mystery. However, this is a mystery that can be an obstacle for people these days who won't believe something they don't understand. So I'm attracted to the view that the biblical narrative of God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit is a metaphor. Understanding this literally as three divine individuals smacks of polytheism. Instead, I would suggest we think of three essential dimensions of one human divinity, one whom Swinburne called the Lord. After all, there are arguably three aspects to me, my higher self, my body and my activity. So each of the divine figures referred to in the Gospels can be seen to correspond to a similar aspect of the one divinity. So as I understand it, the Father stands for the inmost essence of love, love we cannot fully fathom, is this idea similar to the Hindu idea of Brahman as unknowable source? I would suggest that the sun represents the light about love, which to some extent illuminates our understanding and with whom we can humanly relate. 
Is this like the Hindu Krishna? And to my way of thinking, the Holy Spirit stands for the power of love to do good, which can empower our lives. Is there something in common here with the Hindu concept of Atman as imminent indwelling spirit? So I would like to speak of the one Lord. With whom are these three aspects, represented by Father, Son and Holy Spirit? The problem is, of course, that when religious belief is dogmatic, it can lead to conflict and schism. The Swedenborgian view is that all people, regardless of their religious culture, can potentially find a heavenly state of mind. In other words, you don't have to believe in and belong to one specific faith to be saved from unhappiness and vice. Instead, what matters is whether we lead our lives in line with our knowledge of love and light. What we believe can usefully guide us towards, rather than determine, our judgment and final destiny. Mm-hmm.